Hello, I am Joel McLeod. And I'm Roland Tanner. And welcome to the 905er. It has been impossible to ignore the news from the Middle East in the past few months. Every day, we hear how the road to peace seems more and more further away. It is also incredibly polarizing. It seems that it is a situation in which everyone has an opinion and expertise. We wanted to preface this episode by saying that we are not going to be diving directly into the conflict in Gaza. Roland and I are far from experts on the matter, and it is not our beat. Our focus on this episode is something we've been noticing an increasing trend around our home. Since October, protests have been happening around the region. In a democracy, it is important to be able to express your opinions and concerns freely. However, there are limits. Increasingly, protests against Israel's actions in Gaza have crossed a line. Specifically, the targeting of Jewish-owned businesses, a deli and indigo bookstores for starters. And more troubling, the attack of two Jewish individuals in Vaughan and harassment of Jewish neighborhoods. Political considerations aside, the fact that these people, places, and businesses were targeted because they are Jewish can only be attributed to one common factor, anti-Semitism. It is the opinion of Roland and myself that many of these protests have crossed the line from legitimate political action into an excuse to indulge in anti-Semitic rhetoric and action. As a result, a valued community of the 905, Ontario, and Canada have felt increasingly angry, fearful, and isolated. We have seen where the isolation of Jews leads. It is dark and ugly. Let me make it clear to you, our listener. Political protest is a key part of democracy. Expressing opinions that may not be popular is protected by our charter. However, when that expression becomes an excuse to target a group for violence based on their identity that cannot be tolerated by any of us. To speak on this matter, we reached out to the Hamilton Jewish Federation. For 80 years, the Hamilton Jewish Federation has worked to help support the Jewish community of Hamilton and to talk about the rising trend of anti-Semitism in the 905 in Ontario at large. We are joined by Jasmine Ringberg of the Federation. Jasmine is the communications coordinator with the foundation and organized the No More Anti-Semitism National Conference in Hamilton over a year ago. She joins us today. As a final note, though, if you or someone you know needs to report an anti-Semitic incident in Hamilton, you can do so through the Hamilton Jewish Federation website at www.jewishhamilton.org. As well, a link to the website will be in the show notes. Thank you uh, to Jasmine uh Rimberg for uh, from the uh, Hamilton Jewish Federation for coming on to the nine five today to talk about this very important uh, subject in our in our community. Uh, Jasmine, thank you for for coming on today. Thanks for having me. It's great. Well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I we want we kind of been, we, and I have been talking about this this topic. We've been trying to figure out how to approach it um, because. It can get highly contentious, but 
over the last few weeks, we've noticed reading the press, reading the paper, the the level of anti-Semitism that is starting to emerge in these stories that that it's a, it's a very pronounced undercurrent that we're seeing in these stories that are that are happening and associated with these protests. And I'm going to start off just by asking you. What is the sense of safety amongst the Jewish community in Hamilton? And if and if you're comfortable in the broader 905 Ontario population right now. Well, I'm going to talk about Hamilton because that's sure, the, sure, go ahead. that's what I represent in terms of, you know, my job, but you know, I will say that the Jewish community in Hamilton um is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we take, you know, our role as the Federation is to take enhanced security measures. We make sure that all our institutions are taken care of in that sense. Um, if we're going to talk about Ontario, while I'm not involved directly on a professional level, I do talk to friends and mm-hmm. and family about this. And I think it's the same sentiment. We can even go beyond. We can talk about globally. The Jewish community is concerned. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess that's... <sighs> You know, that's the fine line that people have is, you know, there, there's debate and there's protest. And we, we, we've seen that happen with America and whatnot, but this, like we're seeing Jewish businesses. There's a, the Jewish deli in, in Toronto. There was the, the instance of two Jewish people in Vaughan who were attacked for no other reason other than the fact that they were Jewish. I don't see how this is, how this is any more than textbook anti-Semitism of targeting somebody because they are Jewish and vandalizing their business or attacking them. Uh, I don't know if there's a really a point to that other than the fact that I think that's a statement that needs to be said and, and put on the record. Um, I, yeah, completely. I mean, if we look at the IRA definition of anti-Semitism, which was adopted by the Canadian government and the province of Ontario, all of these things that we are seeing on the news daily, and even if we want to talk about people, the way they speak about Israel, all of those actions fall squarely under the working definition of anti-Semitism by IRA. And for years, uh, like the Jewish communities have been raising the alarm of anti-Semitism in Canada um, mm-hmm. uh, and the like. And right now at the moment, it seems like anti-Semitism is kind of at its height, uh, that at least within my generation that I can think of. Is it time for Canadians maybe to take a, just a good hard look in the mirror and say, like, what what is going on in our country at the moment? Yeah, I mean, it's not something that, I mean, I was always aware of this. Like we, as Jews, you know, we always knew anti-Semitism mm-hmm. was there. The only difference now is I think people have been given the platform to feel like it's okay to express this. Right. I think I think that's what the difference is. For a while, it was very taboo to be so you know, overtly anti-Semitic, but now it's, it's okay. Well, it seems like, I mean, like I guess you know? full disclosure, Roland mm-hmm. and I are not Jewish. And so when we hear about it, it's, it is from an outsider's perspective of what, what's going on within mm-hmm. the community. So, and I think that might've been a bit of the, the, it's, oh, it's just, you know, you're just, you're, you're, you're playing cry wolf on, on the, the cries of anti-Semitism. And right now it's kind of hard not to look at it and saying, well, how can we, how can we identify these actions as anything but, um, uh, and the like? Um, so, yeah, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to answer some. I, no, I, I was going to, 
most of what I'm, I guess, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to figure out is, uh, mm-hmm. is, you know, what, what does it, what does it take? What is your stance on, like on in the, from the viewpoint on Canada? Is that, you know, is it kind of like a like I told you so point, point of view of just like you know we've been saying this for years and why has nobody cared about it until now? And even now, do you think people care? I don't think it's really a matter of caring. I think when you get down to it and you you show and you prove to them, hey, this happened, this is anti-Semitic, people aren't like, okay, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They list, I do find that people, listen, it's just, I think if, here's how we deal with it. I'm going to give you an example. Sure. If someone comes into our office or calls our office and they say, this happened to me or this happened to my child at school, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Well, we have set up on our website, jewishhamilton.org on the home page. You scroll down, there's um, there's a form, report an anti-Semitic incident. Unfortunately, we've had that set up since before the attacks of October 7th, because this is something that's been happening for ages. Um, I believe there is, no, I don't believe there, sorry, this is true. There was a, a hate crime report done and the most hate crimes committed were against Jewish people. So that was in Hamilton. And so we've decided, okay, this, this, we need to make sure that we're involved in this. We need to be aware every time this happens. So we set up a form on our website and it also directs people to report a hate crime or any anti-Semitic incident to the police. So there's two steps. Um, and then we follow up with the police. We follow up with whoever. So for example, if it started at a school, if the bullying happened at the school, we contact the school board. We talk to the police. And um, as of a few weeks ago, we have a legal task force in collaboration with CJA, that's the um, Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs. Um, they have a national pro bono law firm with over 200 volunteers. There's hubs in Vancouver, Calgary, Montreal, Toronto, and Hamilton. And so they work with these victims of anti-Semitism and they create a plan of action or they take legal action. It's the lawyers will take over the case. So we have a system set in place to protect ourselves now. We're not staying silent. We are protecting ourselves and we are collaborating and getting this done. As I've been looking at this kind of evolving picture, Mm I mean, what's astonishing to me, well, what seems astonishing to me is, is, um how and maybe i shouldn't be surprised uh, and I, i'm sure many many uh jewish people who've who lived through the 20th century would say how can you be shocked you know this has all happened before but what, what seems astonishing to me is how uh the rise in uh, you know we I, I would have traditionally associated anti-semitism with the, with the right and the far right Mm-hmm. And now it seems to me that we're actually seeing a strong theme, and it was seen in the UK as well a few years ago with with the, uh, the UK Labour Party of anti-Semitism being something that is um, strongly represented in the left, uh, in the hard left, maybe, but nevertheless on the left of politics, uh, where there seems to be this overlap between, uh, you know. Uh, non-racial uh, political views about what's happening in the Middle East and what's happening in Israel and, and uh, uh, Palestine. And that kind of overlapping or growing out of that political opinion into just a, a, a generalized hatred of Jews. 
uh, is that something you see that that there that there is this this kind of new um this new kind of stream to anti-semitism or do you think that's just always been there yeah that's a really good question and to your point about the political spectrum i think i've in the recent years i've realized that the spectrum isn't really a line it's just a circle and it seems like these people just did a complete you know circle around the this political spectrum it's it's crazy it, it went to the other extreme it, it just you know we see the anti-semitism on the right the left and we you know it's um we've seen it here and and i see you know locally we see a lot of leadership using really irresponsible language um and that's what that's calls for concern and so yeah, so luckily we, we, we've obviously mm -hmm. had, uh, you know, Sarah Sarah Jama, who actually, as it happens, is my MPP uh, mm -hmm. uh, for in Hamilton Centre. Um, okay, so you're based in Hamilton. Got it. Yeah, okay. I, I am. Like, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. No. Uh, okay. Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, 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 so there were the, the comments made by her that were. Yeah, as far as I was concerned, completely unacceptable, completely out of line, but also prominent NTP members in Hamilton jumping to defend her. Um, you know, I think Cameron Kretsch, if I believe, who's like a councillor, he left the NDP. He was Sarah Jama's campaign manager, I believe. Mm. Uh, there are school trustees and Hamilton Wentworth board that have been saying things very similar to what Sarah Jama has been saying uh, that would Certainly, you know, well, let's, let's face it, the NDP ultimately, the NDP leadership ultimately said this is unacceptable and mm -hmm. uh, removed JAMA from their caucus. Um, you know, is it when you see like prominent figures like that, MPPs, councillors, trustees, all saying things that are, that are, uh, I would consider crossing that line? Uh, how, 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 you know, how does that affect you? you and your work in Hamilton? Well, it affects my work because I directly handle this, or I, I hear a lot from Jewish people from her um, her writing, and they're concerned as well. And this is something that I've spoken about before. The, the language that Sarah Jama uses is racist, hateful, anti-Semitic. It's vile. It's something I've said for a long time now, and this is something that we have been fighting against. The she represents the Ontario NDP, and Ontario has adopted the IRA definition. And the comments that she makes or has made fall squarely under that definition. There's of anti-Semitism. Sorry, I, I was just going to say there's. A, mm -hmm. You know, do you think our leaders at all levels of government, not just municipal but provincial, and even at the federal level, mm -hmm. have they been vocal enough in kind of denouncing? The, this overt anti-Semitism that we're seeing uh, on our streets these days? Well, what I will say is, you know, at first we saw this coming. We like our, we have pretty good foresight at this point. We are pretty experienced mm -hmm. in this. You know, at first on October 7th, we heard from leaders of all levels of government saying we denounce what happened in Israel on October 7th, this, this, and that. But we we all knew that that was going to be short-lived. We knew that. we So nothing really came to a surprise, um, you know, calling for a ceasefire um, at the UN. Not shocked. Disappointing. Not shocking. Um, but, you know, it's like when you have a terrorist organization commending you and thanking you for you know, calling for a ceasefire, I think that's called 
for concern. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I really think that should um, make you reevaluate. Uh, to, I mean, mm-hmm. to extent, mm-hmm. you know, the politics of the Middle East mm-hmm. is outside our, our remit yeah. and certainly outside my area of expertise. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, you know, one of the most sort of important principle that most of us, I would hope, hold is that it's possible to disagree about really strong, uh, really important issues and not cross that line into making judgments against a race, a religion, a people. Uh, um, and um, and no, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's very disappointing to see, to see this. And I guess, well, there's another sort of two sort of strands to this, I guess. One is, I mean, obviously we're seeing this as a worldwide problem at the moment in, in the in the West. Uh, we've seen it in the US. We, as I say, the, the British Labour Party a few years ago had, uh, you know, uh, prolonged um, uh, kind of scandal involving anti-Semitic, what was perceived as, no, actually don't what think was perceived as, what certainly was uh, an anti-Semitic mm-hmm. strand within their membership. Um, uh why is this? I mean, when I was a child in the 70s, this seemed like something that was over. You know, this was like, okay, the Second World War happened. We all acknowledge the horror of that. This must never happen again. We must never forget that the horrors of the Holocaust. We must never forget what anti-Semitism can lead to, what racism can lead to. And yet here we are again, as if we've forgotten already. And, and the other kind of, that ties into another element that I've seen, that this that I, th- I believe if you were talking to people younger than Joel and I, you're more likely to come across uh, 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 the anti-Semitism to extent is is a feature of the younger generation more than the older generation, that you're more likely to have sympathetic views to uh, Israel amongst my generation and up maybe than from my generation and down i don't know if that that's a fair thing to say I mean, it's obviously a very broad sweep generalization um, but um, yeah that sounds it seems a little broad i think it depends who you talk to right who i think i because of my work i you know i talk to a lot of i have a network of young jewish um university students or you know so i i do talk to p- young, people younger than me and um you know, this has affected them. So you have students on campus and they're concerned. They're worried on at McMaster University. They don't they don't feel protected. They don't feel safe. There's kids in high school or elementary school that don't in public schools, I should say, um, that Jewish kids in public schools that don't feel safe going to school. Um, we get phone calls, unfortunately, daily from parents concerned, filing a report, constantly talking to police, building a case with this legal task force. Um you know, it's, and and now it, this is a conversation too that I have with people, you know, probably in your demographic that younger people have all this access that you guys didn't have growing up to information. And I'm not saying it's accurate information or good information that they're getting, but it's so easy to just, you know, I can go here and I can find information from anything or anyone, any resource. And a lot of people, unfortunately, don't know how to check how reliable these resources are. So luckily for us, we have a really good network of resources. We're actually opening, um, we're under construction right now. We're opening a Holocaust um, Learning and Jewish Advocacy Center. Okay. Um, that's coming in May, 2024. So the whole idea is that 
you know, it's going to be open to schools in September. People are welcome to come here. Now that Holocaust education is mandatory in Ontario um, in grade six and up, we we wanted to give students and teachers a hub to learn about the atrocities and the consequences of so much hate. Mm-hmm. What can happen? Here's what can happen. On on a mm-hmm. on a tenant on a sorry on a, a sub note, mm-hmm. um, we might follow up on you on when that does open because that that would be great. That sounds, absolutely. That's, yeah, I, that is something that I agree. We need more education of in, mm-hmm. in our school system. Uh, but I want to talk to you, uh, kind of bring mm-hmm. it, bring it back a bit more locally. Mm-hmm. You had just mentioned how uh, if, if somebody calls into your center or notifies mm-hmm. you about an anti-Semitic incident and you have a paperwork, you fill it out, you bring it to the police. And I want to mm-hmm. kind of touch upon that. Sure. A lot of criticism has popped up um, about how the police are handling these incidents. Uh, there's a lot of criticism that police, I'm not going to single out Hamilton police, but police in general are turning a blind eye to these anti-Semitic remarks, behaviors, and tactics taken during these protests. And I'm, without getting specifics, I'm wondering, you know, has the, did that relationship between the Jewish community and law enforcement been harmed? The idea that the, that the people who are there to serve and protect all of us, maybe they don't serve and protect you. I, I won't speak on, you know, other cities, but I will say that in Hamilton, we have felt very supported by our police. And this has been before October 7th, we've had a really good relationship with them. And and I would say that we feel protected and served by them. They're, they're doing a a really great job helping us right now. And we feel we can call them and they're responsive. Mm -hmm. And and uh, well, that brings the other question. Mm -hmm. Like Hamilton hasn't really seen the the violent acts. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but I I do wonder. Like you know, is it is there a lesson to be sent here to other communities around Ontario of just you know when you have that relationship then with a vulnerable community, you know this is how this is how the, that interaction is supposed to work, and maybe a few other agencies around this province, perhaps around the country, should be looking at that relationship between Hamilton PD and the Jewish community and say, this is how it's supposed to work in times of strife and times of trouble. Like this is what, this is what's supposed to happen to protect all people from, from harm. Mm. Listen, I'm not sure. I, I Look, with bigger cities come bigger problems yeah. with smaller cities. You know, you still have your big problems, but you don't have as many people. Right. So, I mean, he's, I think we have a good working relationship with the Hamilton mm-hmm. police. We, we've always felt supported by them when we needed them. They're responsive. If we have an event, they help us come up with a good plan. If, you know, so far we've never oh, needed to use any security plan, but it's been great. That's good. That's yeah. it's welcome mm-hmm. here. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's a good change of change of note mm-hmm. in the in the press. <laughs> so I, I am very happy to hear to hear that's take place. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a role in this for religious leaders, and and and, and I mean really the religious leaders of of the other faiths, uh, and perhaps above all uh, uh, the Muslim faith, that the, the the imams to sort of reach out and say this is not acceptable, whatever political disagreements there may be in the world this has no place in it this is no part of it um i mean maybe i'm being far too 
idealistic um, and, and just dreaming of things that are never going to happen. But you know, do, 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 I, I know in, in, in Burlington a few years ago, I, I don't know if the organization is still going, but there was the one Burlington uh, group, um, which was uh, uh, an interfaith group that held uh, events um, for a few years. Uh, 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 the various churches, the uh, the 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 Holton Mosque, uh, and the um, the uh, various um, uh, Burlington doesn't have a uh, a synagogue, but as a Holton group, I, I guess that I'm not sure where the nearest synagogue. Oh, I guess Oakville. I guess uh, I, I know the, the yes, Jewish Oakville groups were, were in were involved too. Um, you know, would you like to see more of of those kind of initiatives, perhaps, to try and sway the, the different communities to um, reach out more to each other. You know, in a perfect world, I would love that. I would. I think the way through this is through responsible dialogue and education. We always, like, our programming isn't closed off to just the Jewish community. Our programming is open to everyone, but, you know, obviously it has Jewish themes. So, for example, we have um, International Holocaust Remembrance Day coming up. That's on January 27th, but we are commemorating it on January 28th, the Sunday, and that's actually happening at Hamilton City Hall at 4 p.m. Um, that's open to everyone. So, you know, we we would love to have a seat at a table at, you know, we're always open. We want to learn from other people too. It's not that we just were closed off and only engage the Jewish community. We want mm -hmm. to engage the community at large. And we think that that is the pathway forward. Uh, you know, I guess I guess there are listeners, and there may well be, who think, you know, perhaps we're we're being too sympathetic to your side or anything here. <laughs> um, or a, we're not talking about the actual Middle Eastern issues here. We're talking about racism, anti-Semitism, prejudice, which are completely different things. Um, uh, and you know. B, I'm not aware of any protests that are stopping picking at random Muslim people getting to their homes uh -huh. uh, because of what um, uh, Hamas is doing uh, or has done in uh, in in Israel or in, on the West Bank or wherever. Um, you know, I'm not aware of anything that we can say. Well, look, your side is just as bad. I mean, it hasn't happened. This has been the the, the prejudice and the racism I'm seeing day to day is being. And correct me if if I'm wrong, listeners. Um, but it's being um, certainly overwhelmingly directed by people against Jews. Um, uh, so again, to ask you to to correct that is probably <laughs> not right. But you know that's how I feel. You know, if anybody's listening to this thing, we're not being balanced. We're giving far too sort of softer uh, an interview to you. I don't know what else I can say uh, other than. This is prejudice. This is racism. This is unacceptable, regardless of whatever politics is going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean the the new thing that we see around here to kind of masquerade your anti-Semitism. Sorry, not your anti-Semitism. I mean, like yeah. the public. Yeah, um, <laughs> is um, anti-Zionism. So it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm just anti-Zionist. And it's like, well, actually, based off what how you're saying this and how you're phrasing it, you are being anti-Semitic. Criticism of the government is not anti-Semitic, but in the way in which you are expressing it is anti-Semitic. So if mm -hmm. you are upholding Israel to the same standards of any other country, that's fine. 
And if you read the IRA definition, again, I keep plugging the IRA definition, but if you read it, like, that's okay. You're allowed to criticize and have an opinion, but the way in which these people are executing this is completely anti-Semitic. And I think that's, that's, it's an important distinction to present to people is that, you know, I might, maybe this is me editorializing, but because Israel's a democracy, you can, you're right, you can criticize its actions as a government. Lord knows I've been in, in contact with Jews who are critis- critical of Israel's actions in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting into that on this episode. It's not my place. But what seems to me is that people are using that criticism as a stepping off point or as a license to say, well, I can indulge in 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 the darker aspects of that criticism to the point where, as you as you said, like we're we're crossing a line here. We're crossing a line from mm-hmm. a, from a peaceful political discussion or debate on what's best for. I'm, I'm dare say the the humans, Jews and Palestinians in the Middle East. I don't want mm-hmm. I don't want to see any lives, regardless of faith, lost. Nobody does. But what we're seeing is that it, is that using that debate to say, well, no, I can justify vandalizing a Jewish run business. I can justify uh, protesting outside synagogues or or following a, a Jewish family home because. There really is no justification for that. There really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that we're coming up on our time, and I'm going to leave the last word to you, Jasmine, because um, you're our guest, and I'm <laughs> well, going to be playing. So. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me and for reaching out and to you know be able to voice what the Jewish community is experiencing right now. Um, I just want to say that whoever's listening, if you know of someone who is a victim of an anti-Semitic incident, or you are of the victim of an anti-Semitic incident, um, even if you're not in Hamilton, look for your local Jewish federation. If they can't help you 100% of the time, they know someone who can help you. We're here to help. We're here to serve our Jewish community. All right, then. Well, thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Thank you very much, Jasmine, <laughs> for coming on. Um and we hope that you and your friends, your family, your community stay safe. Um, Thank you very much. And I'm hoping we'll all get through this together. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for this episode of the 905er. Thank you for listening. As always, you can send us your feedback, thoughts, and concerns, or ideas for future episodes to our email, info at 905er.ca. We'd love to hear from you. You can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through Patreon as well as PayPal. Visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab. As well, links are in the show notes for your convenience. Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time.
do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. <laughs>